This is a Dragon Blazer production. Coming soon to a podcast near you. dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. The Council wants you to report on all the Chancellor's dealings. That's treason. We are at war, Anakin. Very dangerous putting them together. I don't think the boy can handle it. I don't trust him. I need your help, son. I'm appointing you to be my personal representative on the Jedi Council. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? Obi-Wan and the council don't trust me. Learn to know the dark side of the Force, and you will achieve a power greater than any Jedi. You're under arrest, Chancellor. Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? is now an enemy of the Republic. Do what must be done. Do not hesitate. Show no mercy. Who could have done this? Twisted by the dark side, young Skywalker has become. I feel so helpless. Hello and welcome to another episode of Coming Soon to a Podcast Near You. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Stevie Blaze, and as always, my co-host, Darth I Murder a Bunch of Children, Xavier. Did you just and check to, all- see, to did you just check to, to uh, did you just check to see what our name what our podcast name was? Nope. Okay, because it looked like you forgot and you looked in closer to remind yourself. Nope, just pausing continue, for dramatic continue. effect. Continue. And we also have another guest. We have one of the many children that Darth Xavier murdered, Ethan. He's older than me, by the way. <laughs> one of the many older children. A significant margin. <laughs> Yes, he did murder quite a he did murder quite a few uh, all the kids. older children. That I mean, I and mean the adults too. 
can't forget the adults. This mo- movie, Every, everybody we just cares about the kids, but kill the adults too. Yeah, no, he he he, he slaughtered them all. <laughs> he was not a he was not every last picky. one. So today's episode, we watched. We continued our Star Wars watch, and we watched episode three, Revenge of the Sith, which has always been one of my favorite Star Wars. Let's see if that is how I feel when we get to talking about this. But first, Xavier has some trivia for us. Oh, right. Um... All right. Let's hear this. What did you... Oh boy! Okay, you interrupted the jingle. You don't do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we've got. I, I got a little bit of trivia here. Um, that yes, are very, which, on a rare occasion, actually, all of these are well, specifically centered towards the Star Wars. Thing that we're doing usually usually I come up with like one or two questions that pertain to the movie in question in question specifically while like another another well all the other ones are just like subtly because of the movie like like the history stuff with um like with Luca and Fantasia but anyways that stuff you don't get because you don't watch our podcast but um anyways. A little bit of a, a little bit of a jerk move there, Xavier. Um, first question: um, the uh, the recording thing for um, Mustafar, the the planet with all the volcanic activity and the lovely, lovely lava action with the lightsaber dueling. But um, what that area was actually recorded in a real part of the world. Where was it recorded? Ooh, um, it's a tough one. I don't know this one. Uh, I can make a I'm guess, gonna go. I don't know it. I'm gonna go with a guess, and I'm gonna go with it was recorded in Hawaii. In Hawaii, what is your guess, Ethan? Uh, that was gonna be my same guess too. Uh, I forget what the main volcano it is. Uh, Mauna Kea, maybe. Yeah, the, I don't know the I don't know the volcano's name, but I know that there are volcanoes in Hawaii, I believe, that are active as well. So it was the best guess I had. All right. Quite a few active ones. Well, no, it's uh, not I know, Hawaii. I know the main volcano in Hawaii, at least um, uh, at least like five years ago, you could go onto Google Earth. And if you look down into the lava flow, it looks like someone left a butt print in there. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> okay. So no, no, um the answer is well, not um, flat. um hopefully our mouth flapping is on point. Not that the people re- really are watching this. They're probably either listening it on the toilet or doing something else entirely. Why on the toilet? Because that's what people do. They watch I, stuff. I'd listen to this on the toilet. I would totally listen to this on the toilet. I mean, hooray. We do making... a lot of, there's a lot well, of activity that happens nope. on the toilet. In fairness, I make a lot of toilet humor. So the answer is Mount Etna. 
The answer is Mount Etna in Italy. Etna? Italy? Okay. Etna, not, not Edna from The Incredibles. Etna. All right, all right. So, question yeah, two. Yeah, I, I misspoke and then... Okay. Um, second question. This one kind of just pertains to the prequel trilogy in general and maybe Clone Wars in general. Uh, what is the main, like... What is the main reasoning of the purple color for a lightsaber? Uh, I do know the answer to this one. Uh, uh, this one is simply because Samuel L. Jackson says, I want a different colored lightsaber than everyone else. And when you're talking to Samuel L. Jackson, you give Samuel L. Jackson a purple freaking lightsaber. <laughs> Now I know okay. they also came up the in lore reason too, like yeah, that, the actual that, that's in lore reason. I should have specified the in that it's the in lore reason, but Dad's also technically not wrong. Can you that, give me the in lore reason? That is also the in lore reason because Samuel yeah. Jackson wants a freaking purple lightsaber. Jackson doesn't <laughs> exist in Star Wars. It's only Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. Mace Windu wants a freaking purple lightsaber. So Mace Windu gets a purple lightsaber. But what's the message Mace. of the purple lightsaber? The in-lore reason. The in-lore reason, as I recall, is that uh, Mace Windu used a form of force that is more gray. It walks the line between light and dark side. And at least in the old canon, lightsaber colors were heavily dependent upon which path you walked. And in the case of him, he was pretty much the only one who was actually advanced enough in force proficiency to walk that path. Hence, he got purple and nobody else did. Well, technically, the That's reason why they did different colored lightsabers... Well, obviously, one was originally... Um, it was blue lightsaber that Luke had, and then they had red for evil, so good versus evil, blue versus red. Um, in uh, the Return of the Jedi, they changed it to a green lightsaber simply because the green lightsaber worked better for the uh, very sunny backdrop that they had for um, when he attacks Jabba's palace. So then they came up with an excuse to have a different colored lightsaber. And that's essentially how the cannon worked backstage is because the green lightsaber worked better for the setting and Return of the Jedi, where the blue one is what they originally came up with. So I think yeah, you I can see how blue lightsaber would be bad for a sky. Yeah, for a blue sky, yeah. And then back, this is back in the times when they didn't have the kind of technology we have today to make it pop. Yeah, so I did actually all, I did, all practical. I did actually find that like find that fact while I was looking for facts about lightsabers. But yeah. Um but Ethan is technically right. Specifically it's for like instability and relentless determination. But yeah he he Ethan is right and technically so are I dead. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> If it wasn't because I don't want to put an explicit tag, I would tell you the real reason, the proper way to say it. But I try to be a little cleaner on this podcast, so, you know. Just run the applause already, and we'll move on to our last question. 
Okay. So why is it why is it lingering? Do you have to let it, it goes, linger? It goes for have like to, thirty six seconds. Do you have to do you have to let it linger? Yes. Okay. Yes I do. So Okay, so General Grievous. We love General Grievous. He is one of the main villains of this movie. How did he get his <coughs> cough? <laughs> oh, um Ha. Uh, well, I think it had to do with so General Grievous is kind of just a cyborg. Uh, he is there is a real creature behind all the 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 metal and the arms and everything. I mean, I kind um, of gathered that. <laughs> he, he was he's essentially been put pieced together. I think the cough, if I remember right, has to do with the reason he had to be put together like that. He had a near-death experience, and that is something that still shows up after he was pieced together to become the cyborg. Okay. Can either of you explain what that near-death experience was? No, I don't remember the story of how he became the way he became. What about you, Ethan? Now, with me, it's it's pretty fragmentary, the exact reason he became how he became. I know roughly what he was before. He was a Kali warlord. Uh, but if I recall correctly, at least in the old canon, the reason he ended up becoming who he was was an accident, which was engineered by Darth Tyrannus, which is Count Dooku, basically. Might be wrong on that. Again, it's fragmentary knowledge, but at least that's what I remember from wherever I heard it some time ago. All right, so give give me the uh, the real reason they said that you found. Um, apparently, Mace Windu damaged his lungs. Okay. So all right, ironic considering right. that's the only part of him that's still intact. Well, and his yeah. heart. Which, which there was a lot of fireworks in that part. But anyways. So uncivilized. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, okay, so yeah. Um, let's move on to the summary. <laughs> that, that's not music. That's not music at all. Okay. All right. So essentially we watched Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And in this movie... We have Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, searching to save Emperor Palpatine. Or, I'm sorry, not Emperor Palpatine at this time. Senator not yet. Palpatine. Not, not yet. yet. And they fight Count Dooku, which I found this odd. Something that I didn't notice um, till I watched all three of these movies back-to-back recently, like we've been doing for the podcast, is... We had a new villain, essentially, for each one of these movies. This one technically has three major villains. Yeah. Four if you count Darth Vader. But the first one, we got Darth Maul. Count Dooku was the main villain in uh, Attack of the Clones. This one, you you get Count Dooku at the beginning, but then General Grievous is kind of the main villain. But really, the main villain was Emperor Palpatine. But... You get uh, Obi Wan yeah. and Anakin. Go Grievous ahead. This is like the masculine. Yeah. Um, here's here's the real masculine. Cool. Suppose he's the guy that's there, covers up the real villain, 
the yeah. bad guy that the good guys chase while the real villain works behind the scenes. Right. Well, which technically Palpatine was behind the scenes through all the movies, but... Um... Oh, yeah. But here's the real question, though. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I remember... I remember with episode two, you said, like, while we were, like, grading things, you said that, um, the, that the movie was a lot worse than what you remember. Did you feel the same way for this one? And you also, because you, because you also said that you were a little afraid that you'd feel the same way for episode three. I will, uh, give that information after we get the synopsis going. Cause I'll, I'll, cause I'll, I'll leave, be... leave that for later. Because I'll be honest, this this movie was as great as I was as fantastic as I remember it being. Um, so yeah, Obi Wan and Anakin fine. Uh... Go ahead. <laughs> if you want me to chip in, uh, it is better than I expect. It's better than I expected it to be because this is actually my first time watching the movie all the way through. Uh, beforehand, I never actually saw any real reason to watch it because I knew everything that happened because of wiki crawling and looking at memes. I, I knew every single scene. I knew how it all looked, how it all played out, everything. But it was a lot better and a lot less cheesy than I expected to be. Not to say now, it wasn't cheesy, though. Have you recently watched episode one and two, and what were your thoughts on those? Uh, not recently. Uh... Not nearly as good as this one, simply because they don't have as much cool factor, just boosting them up. Number one, yeah. it, it starts out real slow and dull, and it, it's just hard to sit through. Especially if you got Jar Jar going through there. I can see why people hated him. Uh, and number Jar two... Jar Jar is a fantastic addition to society. It's kind of cool, but it's a little more confusing. Yeah, see, I didn't like two as much. Lord confirmed. <laughs> you agreed. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I didn't like two as much as I remember liking two mainly because when I watched it the first time, Yoda was super cool. But other than the Yoda stuff, it is it's just mostly focused on the love story that makes no freaking sense. That Padme Amidala, this very intelligent queen princess, whatever she technically is, senator, uh, this very intelligent person does not see all of the red flags (laughs) that is Anakin Skywalker. Like, every time he talks about, I murdered the crap out of a bunch of people, that right there should have said, no, no, this is not a man to love. Yeah, I love him. Oh my gosh. Kill more children. Why don't you? I does something then, for my loins. And then in this movie, she's like, No, not Anakin. He couldn't have done something like yeah, that. He wouldn't slaughter a bunch of children, would he? I mean, unless they're like creatures and not human, then it's fine. But in this world, all the aliens are essentially like they're human. They're it's not like, like who else do you know that's slaughtered a bunch of children before? Mm, Anakin. <laughs> but Anakin Anakin, Obi-Wan like, told me like, Anakin told me 
sorry. Obi-Wan told me that you're, you slaughtered a bunch of children. I, I couldn't believe him. He's like, don't worry. He's just turning you against him. He just, he just, de- he denies it. Even though like, like, he didn't, he had no problems before just telling everybody, hey, uh, telling her, hey, I just ki- murdered a bunch of kids. That's hot, yeah, right? O- o- Obi-Wan yep. uses, Obi-Wan uses the classic, uh, tell someone the truth to turn them against someone. You know, facts are hard. Facts suck. <laughs> they do a little bit. Especially yeah, when it, really it involves a child murder. Part. Well, let's start with the not first take... fantastic thing he does. He cuts the head <laughs> off of Count Dooku per Emperor Palpatine's pushing. Which, which admittedly is kind of dark. such a bad thing to do, but... It's illegal, it's, but it's not such a bad thing considering who Dooku was. I mean, fair, but did you see the look in Dooku's eyes when he stares at Emperor Palpatine after Emperor Palpatine's like, do it. Kill him. Like, He's too dangerous bruh. to live. <laughs> He's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were Give my me. friend. <laughs> Dad? Dad, is it true? Dooku was, if I was Dooku, right, they would, I mean, this would be a short movie, but if I was Dooku right there, I'd be like, hey, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's the villain you're looking for right there, right there, don't kill me, he's the one that told me to do all this, and boom, right there, he's exposed. Now, I I will say, I will say that I was surprised because I haven't watched this movie in a a long time, I forgot how reluctant Anakin actually was. Like, I remember him killing a bunch of children and doing going dark side, but I forgot how, like, the first time he finds out that Palpatine is a Sith, he actually does try to do the right thing and capture him. And he actually um... gets to the point where he does it, too. He's like, hey, guys, this guy's a Sith Lord. You should probably go take care of him. Right. And they go do that. And they're like, yo, here, sit this one out. We know you're not in a good headspace right now. Just sit this one out. We'll take care of him. And then he goes back and he's like, how about I actually uh, change my mind? Well, in fairness, he changes his mind. Well, we'll get to it. We're going to talk a lot about this film, I think. Oh, um, man. So- yeah, I have two things to say before we like exit out of that whole thing. For one thing... <laughs> Count Dooku's face and his reaction to like him saying, "Kill him, kill him now!" Yeah. Like, um, his his reaction was very reminiscent of, I don't know. Do you do you remember that like that one lemon <laughs> commercial, like with that lemon? Um, just like it was very unsettling at first, but then the commercial was saying that we're gonna like get rid of the lemons, and it just its eye just bulges like out of you can tell that it's afraid now, because it, it knows it's screwed. Another another thing, though, um, I just got reminded of something that I read on IMDb. B. IMDb. Um, in the duel with IMDb, Count Dooku. Yes, yes. yes. Um, in the cool, in the duel with Count Dooku, the imprisoned Palpatine originally had more dialogue, which he was to shout at Anakin. 
One of his lines pertained to Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, released in 2002. We've got to clarify that, apparently. In which Palpatine exposed Dooku as paying the T- Tusken Raiders to kidnap, torture, and kill Shmi Skywalker. This was something we mentioned in our podcast for Attack of the Clones. Specifically you, apparently. Yeah, I didn't know they confirmed that, actually. That's the uh, first I've heard of that. But he does mention that that really kind of leads to that credence that Palpatine was behind uh, the torture of his mother. Um, Which definitely uh, I, solidifies Count Dooku more of like an antagonist of that film as well, if you think about it. Uh, I don't think he needed more, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> more assistance for that. But um, I also wanted to mention this is around the time R2-D2 is a badass. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. <laughs> he because oh, yeah. burns the crap Just out of those droids. It was awesome. B2's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and let me uh, tell you, Brock, uh, having Brock played Royal. games where B2's are, having played games uh, about Star Wars where B2's are involved, they are not fun guys to try to take down. And the fact that R2 just like does two of them, he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just set Here's, a fire. Question. Here's an interesting question. Is R2-D2 bulletproof? Because I feel like Depends. he is. He, ex- he and C-3PO both appear in every single Star Wars film, I think. I have never watched Solo, so I'm... I'm a little curious on that end. Uh, no, I don't believe they show up for Solo at all. I'm pretty sure they don't. I, I'm, I'm not even sure they show up for Rogue One, to be honest with you. They um, do. Did they? They didn't show up in Rogue One. Well, did they? You're right. I, I think they. I think they might have like a one scene uh, on Yavin Four, where like okay. you know Rogue One takes off and they're like, and then you got C3PO and Archer's like, oh, what's going on over there? Well. And that's their only scene, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, moving on with this movie, uh, we get we <laughs> get the Jedi Council and Palpatine both trying to mess with uh, Anakin's head. Um, Jedi Council wants him to spy on the chance or Chancellor. They, that's what they call him in this: is Chancellor, right? Chancellor Palpatine. Yeah, Chancellor. Uh, yeah, that's then, that's the name you call like someone from a democracy who's going to turn evil. I mean that that was Hitler's title before he ascended to a Führer. Right, Chancellor. I asked what I asked what more of a clue do you need that that uh, Palpatine is evil? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you get uh, Palpatine uh, telling him essentially stories about the the tragedy of Plagueis the Wise. Now. Are oh, you yeah. either of you aware of who Plagueis the Wise is? Nope. I'm uh, not not as I re- film at least. As I recall, Darth As I recall, Darth Plagueis was uh Palpatine's mentor. Uh, and if I recall, he was a moon. That was his race. Uh they they based they're the guys that control the banking clan and the Confederacy. Fair enough. That adds but, a lot. As I recall, he was Palpatine's mentor, and so, so uh, Palpatine's yeah. basically just talking about the story. He's like, "Yeah, I totally killed my mentor." That's exactly just, what you it know, is. Killed him to uh, sleep. Uh, Holy uh, crap! D- Darth Plagueis the Wise is Palpatine's mentor. He is the one that introduced him. To the, is a Sith Lord that introduced Pal- uh, 
Palpatine to the ways of the Sith. And uh, once Palpatine got what he needed, he's the one that killed Plagueis the Wise in his sleep. So he tells the story of how he killed his master. Wow. Well, and that, to be that fair, is for the because Sith, that is par for the course. Yeah, well, that's with, because of with, the, yeah. the 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 role of two for Palpatine to become a master in the uh, Sith religion. Uh, you have to kill your master to become the master, and then uh, there can only be two Sith at a time. That's the the role of two that started uh, thousands of years before, because at the at the start, Sith used to just kill the crap out of each other <laughs> uh, back in and every, the and everybody else times. too. Everybody else just got caught up. Yeah, in yeah. That. Well, I mean, yeah, at least they, in they, Legends. But they, they also killed each other until uh, I can't... Darth Bane, I believe it is, Super is dead. the one that... The, Super dead. It yeah, was Darth, Darth Bane. He was like... I think he was the only surviving Sith. Yeah, he's the and one that's... like, yeah, we, we gotta cut down on this. Only one per betrayal per generation, guys. <laughs> Well, he's the one that created the rule of two, and he is a uh, uh, fun fact. In the Clone Wars cartoon, he does show up as like a ghost somewhat. Do you know, I got a trivia question for you, who does the voice of Darth Bane in the Clone Wars? I don't know. He is a prominent actor in the Star Wars I'm not gonna series. No guesses? You don't even oh, want to guess? Yeah, I do not know this one. I, I have absolutely no idea. Any guess I make would be an absolute shot in the dark, which would not make it. Both of you make Bill a Murray. shot in the dark. What? Bill Murray. Someone. Okay. I uh, he, is, he is an actor that was in the Star Wars. That is my prominent. guess. Take it or leave it. Bill Murray's never been in Star Wars, so that doesn't even <laughs> Bill, make sense. Bill Murray. I'll at least restrict mine to a Star Wars actor. Um,. You can give me a character from Star Wars. Say, I don't care. I'll just say Mark Hamill. We'll say that. He's got a lot of voice variety. Mark Hamill is the voice of Darth Bane. In, in the <laughs> uh, Star Wars Clone Wars, you are absolutely correct. Luke Skywalker is the voice of Darth Bane. Uh, so the the creators of Clone oh, Wars only... Dark. Only wanted to bring Mark Hamill. They wanted to bring Mark Hamill in, but obviously it doesn't make sense for Luke Skywalker to show up during the Clone Wars because he's not born. So they wanted to bring in Mark Hamill, but they only wanted to bring him in for a major prominent role. Now, this isn't a major role in the show, but he's a major figure in Star Wars lore. Darth Bane is a major figure. Uh, he's the one that created the Sith rule of two, so he's kind of a big deal. So they brought in Mark Hamill for one one um, episode of the Clone Wars to play Darth Bane. So yes, you're right. Mark Hamill is the answer. Yeah. One more thing. Um, I remember, like, okay, during the movie, I was wondering where I heard Plagueis before because I don't, I don't, because I feel like I don't remember like Plagueis being in the movie, and so I just kind of soil it down to. Um, okay, so maybe I do remember, like, a Plagueis from the movie, or maybe someone mentioned it before. Then I remember, oh, crap, I accidentally, I, uh, named one of my, one of the characters in my story Plagueisis, like, plague and a Pegasus, kind of, like, mixed in the same word. I thought I was clever, but then, then I watched this movie, 
and I know that if clever? I actually did that, I feel a little less clever. It's, it's but like fine. Peg, but like Pegasus it's fine. Like, and Plague. Right. It, it works. It's clever. But I mean, like, you got 40k and every follower of Nurgle in 40k is just some variant of Plague or Sickness or something, so I'm pretty sure they've snapped up just about every iteration of a name that has the word Plague in it. <laughs> so, moving on to the story of Star Wars. Oh, um, they both want them to spy on each other. And um, <laughs> Anakin's very confused and gets upset, of course, because they won't make him master, but they put him on the console. Um, obviously, this is because they want him to spy, but they're they they're not they don't feel safe with uh, with him. Uh, he's too close to the uh, uh, Chancellor. So we, then we get a mission. They find out where uh, General Grievous is and. Obi-Wan goes on a mission by himself to fight uh, General Grievous. And... Oh, yes, the new goose. A cool fight. A, a, a cool fight. And then we get the iconic line during this this uh, whole thing. Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Also, also Hello after there. it, after he loses all his lightsabers, he kind of just glows like spider legs. Like That is oh, yeah. freaky. <laughs> General oh, yeah. Kenobi. <laughs> that, that's definitely. Grievous <laughs> loves his freaky. He, he loves being freaky. Oh, but so, what did you guys think of the uh, the? Well, by the way, we got a crapload of lightsaber fights were that were oh, awesome yeah. in this this movie. We got I, a lot I don't of know good lightsaber fights. They they did amazing choreography. Honestly, oh, yeah. Lightsaber choreography was better in this movie than any other Star Wars movie, I would say. Like, you've got the original trilogies where it's, honestly, it's not good. It's at least a decent lightsaber fight, but it's not well choreographed in the slightest. Well, I, I mean, you're um, also talking Rogue about... Rogue doesn't count because... Rogue, Rogue One doesn't count because there was only one lightsaber involved. Uh, yeah, the other two had some good choreographed fights, in particular Phantom Menace. But then again, that was only one, as opposed to the many that were scattered throughout this one. And then if you look at the sequel trilogy, it's pretty ridiculous. Like, just laughably bad choreography. Right. Um, um, we'll get to that eventually. I, I like the sequels, but I know I'm, of... I'm more in the minority than a lot of people sometimes, but... Okay, so I I'm trying actually I'm trying to look for cannot watch them. Okay, so um okay, so I just so I'm looking through this because I remember um looking for random trivia crap. Uh, for one thing, I found a little small fact just now: the the volcanic world of Mustafar, mm, Mustafar or whatever, mm, was designed to look like George Lucas's vision of hell. I don't know about you, but I have a very different vision of hell than just a simple, like, volcanic planet. Me it, too. It involves, Rainbows and oh, bunnies. Yeah, more, to more torture <laughs> devices and stars peeking through the clouds. Yes. Also, the movie that we're going to be doing after this specific Star Wars movie, which is in a holiday special. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> so... Hang on, I'm trying. Um, I, I, I can't find. Okay, I, 
I remember seeing like on that IMDb. I can't find it right now because there's a lot of facts on there and take me way too long to search for them but um apparently the actors for obi-wan and anakin apparently practiced dueling for like two months to get that to get like that lightsaber fighting without any like fast forward um camera effects that's cool um wow dang it so one thing i do like is i like general grievous definitely sounds uh, like them I like how I like how he uses he doesn't use he's he's trained by a Sith and he doesn't use the red lifesaver. Uh I'm sure you guys know why, right? I know I can think of a myriad of reasons off the top of my head. But Zaver do you know why he actually isn't able to make huh? a lifesaver? Huh? Hello? I think we lost what? him. What? We lost you for a minute there. No, I just didn't say anything. No, hey, I'm talking about Ethan. Uh, the, the, oh, quest, question he asked was, uh, yeah. Question he asked was, why doesn't Grievous use a red lightsaber? And I can think of at least two off the top of my head. Well, first is, he is actually incapable of creating a lightsaber. To create a lightsaber, you have okay. to be Force-sensitive to align the crystal. At least that's the, what they said. And secondly, uh, to create a red crystal specifically, I recall the lore reason was you have to, excuse me, dominate the crystal. You bleed it, as in you have to actually go in there because kyber crystals are sentient to a degree. They are sentient to a degree. You have to dominate the crystal, and then it turns red. Well, and uh, since Grievous is not actually Force-sensitive, he is capable of neither of these feats. Right. He he does not use the force. He's not an actual Sith. He was just trained by a Sith. Um do you know do you have a, another answer, Xaver? I do not. Well, those aren't the answers I was looking for. The reason also, why Oh yeah, he he also kind of collects lightsabers. Maybe he never he just got Maybe he, he never collects got... he collects the lightsabers of the Jedi that he murders. So all the lightsabers he's using are from Jedi collection. Yeah, that's why he says that when he takes uh, Obi-Wan's, uh, because uh, he takes the lightsabers from the Jedi that he slaughters. So all the lightsabers he he has is from the Jedi he's defeated. So he's defeated at least four. We see him with four lightsabers. So, which they actually show him defeating. quite a few in there. Yeah, we see him... They sh he shows up in the Clone Wars a, a few times, and he's pretty pretty cool in that as well. And we see him defeat Le I think, uh, Jedi. I think the first, I think the very first episode was in Grievous's lair, where he ended up basically just close. eviscerating this Padawan. Now, yeah, in the Clone Wars series, he was watered down in the like original animated Clone Wars series because there's been two of them. Yeah, uh, in the I'm first one, both. he was a beast, and they slaughtered. You slaughtered a bunch of people. I mean, I think okay, wasn't his first victim like uh, Jedi Master Shaggy? <laughs> I believe so. Shaggy, Shaggy, Shaggy. Yes, that, was, that, it, was, that, it, was in, it was in fact. Uh, it's green, and he does look exactly like <laughs> Shaggy because he was in fact a reference to Shaggy. 
wow. That's great. Nice. So the more you know. Just got just gotta look up a picture of them. All right. So well we get uh we get the fight and I, I find it interesting that Grievous is defeated not by a lightsaber, by but by a gun or a blaster. Oh, by the way, your question earlier about R2D2 being bulletproof. Uh, no, he's not bulletproof because bullets aren't a thing in the lightsaber universe. They use laser okay, guns. Laser. Well, those those types of lasers. <laughs> not quite. Well, you're, you're going to get me started on a bit of a tangent here. Blasters. Uh, on both those counts, actually, slug throwers. Slug throwers are a big thing in the Star Wars universe. If you look just a little bit below the surface, in fact, during the there was in fact a war between the Mandalorian Empire back in yonder days and the Jedi. And the Mandalorians basically use nothing but kinetic weapons because the Jedi couldn't block them. It's, oh, yeah, I blocked it with my plasma sword. And, oh, great, now I've got a blob of superheated metal that's still coming at me. That makes and sense. And as for laser weapons, as for laser weapons, uh, there aren't actually any laser weapons in Star Wars that I know of. Uh, all the laser weaponry, the blast rifles... They're actually plasma weapons they used, ionized Tabana gas. Okay, now you're just getting technical. And going back to the slug throwers. <laughs> this is why we, this is why I wanted to Well, there's a the big difference between though. a laser and a plasma plasma weapon. Big, big difference. Uh biggest difference being that plasma is actually physical, so you can block it with a lightsaber, which is also a plasma weapon. And as far Wait, as what? back to kinetic weaponry, it is it is still alive and well in modern day Star Wars. Kind well, of funny thing to say. But Tuscan Raiders, their rifles are slug throwers. Oh. We're going to call them lasers Tuscan anyways. Tuscan rifles are slug throwers. So. Yeah. Well, in this movie, he's dealing with uh, plasma guns. Plasma guns, not uh, kinetic weapons. But that actually <laughs> makes a lot of sense because the Mandalorian's main uh, enemy is the Jedi. So obviously, they definitely have weapons specifically for facing the Jedi. That's why they use flamethrowers because you can't really block a flame with a lightsaber. <laughs> totally can't. So, so that oh, actually yeah. makes sense lore-wise that they would use kinetic guns over plasma guns. And yeah, the plasma laser thing. Okay, so for your basic Star Wars fan or someone who's not super into it, a lot of people are going to call it a laser. And yeah, I'm they, sure there's, they, I they know call there's them lasers, but fair, yeah. fair enough. Uh, there, you're just getting technical. I, I had to cut myself <laughs> off. I could keep going but, into depth. I could, I could keep going into depth. It, it would be a big tangent, but I'm gonna have to cut myself off here. Fair oh, enough. The kinetic part makes a lot of sense, though. Makes a lot of sense. Um, spider yeah. Grievous. Spider Grievous does whatever a Spider Grievous does. Transition, sure. transition. So, so after this, we get. Uh, Anakin talking to Darth. I can't interrupt uh, the jingle. Uh, Anakin, Anakin talking to Darth Tyrannus and finding out that Palpatine is in fact a Sith Lord. Um. And he goes to tell Mace Windu. Mace Windu's like, well, if what you're saying is true, this, you've definitely earned my respect. Uh, and then he kills him. 
Well, no, not right away. He starts to listen to Mace Windu. He eventually kills him. He does eventually kill him. He, you earn my respect. No, die. He overheard. <laughs> Technically, he's... we didn't see Mace Windu die. That's true. I mean, Nobody. He fa- Here's a weird he's fact. A, he just he's got tossed out of a window. But he's a Jedi. He could have. You know, they could survive blood. that fall. They could. You know, Dad. But, yeah, because if they couldn't, say- if they couldn't soften their falls, everybody would have some pretty broken legs right about now. Obi Wan would have broke say- his legs um, going down to face Grievous. Sidious would have broken his legs later in the movie, jumping off of the Senate ring things. Yeah, to I- know what what they're called. Yeah. Um. So, I am aware that um there are people who are. Afraid of falling. I, for one, am not afraid of falling. I'm afraid of hitting the ground. Because that, that's, that's what kills people. Nobody actually ta- takes fall damage. They they take ground damage. Actually, that's not entirely true. If you fall from a, a large like a large enough height, a lot of times you die from a, essentially a heart attack before you and actually hit the ground. That's dying from a heart attack, not, not from falling. <laughs> Okay, fair enough, but <laughs> the point is, well, is that the real question. The real question is, you got to get you, you got to be falling long enough that you can have a heart attack before you hit the ground. Right. It depends on how high the the height is, but yeah, well, yeah. Because like, I'm pretty sure, unless like you're on like a planet with larger gravity that um where the air pressure will tear you apart, like. If you hit like terminal velocity from like I don't know really high up in the air, and, like if you fall and you eventually hit terminal velocity, I'm sure you could probably get um, I don't know maybe cut or something from that from that speed. I don't, I'm not sure how how fast you have to be for the air pressure to like start actually damaging your skin, but like I'm pretty sure Earth's terminal velocity doesn't actually hurt you. I mean, once you hit the ground, yes, yes, that that that'll uh, it'll splat. It'll, it'll make a well, mess everywhere. Well, the whole the Anakin's now, I mean, whole arc. If you fell, fell from high enough up, you'd start to get a bit toasty. <laughs> right. <laughs> and well, let's continue. Anakin's yeah. whole arc in this is Anakin's whole arc in this is because he's afraid that uh, Padme is going to die in childbirth. And he, he has him. visions. He has well. That's later, but yes, uh, harder, Anakin. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, let's not. Don't age restrict the video. Oh man, demonetize, demonetize, and you know, in your entire channel gets shut down, as well as your Spotify. Oh, too sexual no, I, for we, too sexual for kids. No more ad revenue for you. On every single podcast I have, we say oh, no, way no, worse no, things. We we oh, say yeah. way worse things. This is have, this is the cleanest been, one I have. Has there ever been like a podcast we've done that where we haven't mentioned? I'm being the mostly Hitler? ironic. I'm pretty sure we haven't mentioned Hitler, but Ethan has. Hitler's not necessarily. Explicit. I totally mentioned Hitler. <laughs> you you can't you can't talk about Star Wars without getting into the Nazi iconography. You know, yeah, they love got that's point. fair. Scattering. Oh, yeah, there's there's there. a lot that's, of like. Republican, especially in the sequels, Democrat. They slap it everywhere in the sequels. Yeah, Yeah, Star Wars has always been political, but uh, I digress. So yeah, he's afraid of his. 
He's afraid of his wife dying in childbirth, Keep which talking. is why, which is why he stops Mace Windu from killing. I mean, he says it's because he was about to assassinate uh, Palpatine, but straight up, it's because it's because of the fact. Uh huh. Hello. So it's it's because of the it's because of the fact that. Palpatine can give him the information he needs to save his his wife, or so he thinks. Yeah, he actually can't. It's just like, yeah, he taught his <laughs> I, apprentice everything he knew, and then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Except, of course, for the secret yeah, but, to immortality, you know. You'd think you'd want to figure that out. Before you killed him. In fairness, kind of. In fairness, Anakin doesn't know that that story is about uh, Palpatine. I didn't kn- know either. <laughs> Palpa- yeah, no. Yeah. If uh, if you don't look it up, uh, I mean, it's context clues, but if you don't look it up, you never explicit. There's so much Star Wars lore that I've never heard before. Because do not you know Wars. how many? Do you know how many cartoons? Well, uh, shows. Yeah, but like, when how, uh, how are they considered comic canon? books? Comic books that they Not have even just uh, cartoons. But back back when Legends was still a thing before Disney, you know, axed it. Right. And even then, a lot of people considered Legends to still be a thing because everybody's like Disney canon. I don't like it, and I don't like it either because it's pretty messy, despite having not much content in it. But for well, Legends canon. Basically, anything that was made could get put into it. They had little tiers of canon in it, but basically anything that got made ever got slapped into it somewhere, and they made a lot. Like, I go rip around in my uncle's attic, and you find Star Wars books that is just like, yeah, nobody's ever heard of this before. I've never heard of this story. Well, Well, there's a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know what's all considered canon, though, but, like, oh, my goodness, this Everything. So like, you've got, Everything you've is. got that, and then you... Just different levels of it. And there's... Who the, you ask. And there's um, Jonathan, the collector, or whatever, who, um, who apparently collects all of Star Wars merchandise and looks up all the lore. Gasp! This person is alive even though he's dead? That's dead to the lore. I think... I think Plagueis the I think Plagueis the Wise is considered canon because it was in the original it, it was in the tr- this trilogy. Um, so well, yeah, it's considered canon in both canons. Yeah. So. So both yeah, then we get uh, now. Here's the thing. I get that he wants to save his wife. I understand that love drives him to be Darth Vader. What I don't fully understand is. Is the love for your wife that important that murdering children is acceptable in your eyes? They're not. None of them are Padme. No. None of them are like the love of his, loves of his life, though. So they must die, die, yeah. die, child. Yeah, and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. But still, yeah, it's a good thing they're not the love of his life. But uh, that's a whole other that's a whole other issue. Oh yeah. <laughs> In defense of Anakin, um, after, when it gets to the point where he's actually killing children, he is already turned to the dark side, so to speak. There is no going back from He already lopped off Mace Windu's already. arm and wa- watched as 
he got yeeted out of a building. There is no except for, back at all. Except for with the Mace Window thing, you could still argue that you did it because he was about to assassinate the Chancellor, and he wasn't going to allow him to have a f- proper trial. So you can still, in a way, justify that action. You could still technically justify it. Yeah, you can you justify cannot, that. You cannot justify going and slaughtering a bunch of Jedi children. There is no justification not for slaughtering children. Yeah. Also, it's like... not justifiable, but I can see why he did it. Because Darth Sidious. And Darth Sidious well, because... happens to be the only person I could possibly know the secret to getting him what he wants. Right. And I, and He's I not going to get it from anyone else. And if he pisses off Sidious, Sidious is going to be like, okay, you're not getting it. Well, ah. in fa- my point, in, and in it's fairness... Just going, he's like, I'm already... I'm already too deep in too deep now. I'm just saying that I understand Absolutely the logic of him. I understand the logic of trying to... At least a somewhat to... logical angle. Taking this interrupting cow thing a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that you can, you can see like, why he turns through this entire movie. He's reluctant. He doesn't just do it. He doesn't be like, oh yeah, Palpatine's right. Uh... Jedi are evil. It takes a lot of convincing, and it's all because of his love. The love for his wife is why he's able to go down that dark path. I'm just saying that that's a huge leap. That is that is a huge step to go in full on evil, because up until that point, and even after that point, you can see and you can almost justify. His actions as a, but at the same time, what if he's in just fairness, pedophobic? what if he's just pedophobic? The fear no. of children, or the discrimination that, of children. That, that sounds like some. That sounds like yeah. something Twitter would make up. It's like, oh, you're being pedophobic. You're not letting them groom children. Yeah. Well, okay, right. Uh, I, I, the other part so of that is if he was pedophobic. <laughs> the other part of that is if he was pedophobic, wouldn't he be like, oh, Padme, you're you're pregnant? Uh, here's some money. Here's some Jedi credits. Uh, I need you to get an abortion. Take take a plasma uh, abortion. No, 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 no. You, cut, you that, cut that baby out of there. I don't like children. I don't like children. This is so bad. Actually, better, better yet. Why yeah, don't you actually, again, yeah, though. Have, have the babies, but I'm going to go get some cigarettes. <laughs> That's a kazoo, uh, by the way. That is a kazoo, not a not an actual cigar. Right. Uh, uh, so yes, yeah, gotta, gotta get that <laughs> Oh my gosh! But anyway, in fairness, See, they they do show just... plasma. <laughs> remember, it's plasma. Uh, yeah, but no... <laughs> yes, theoretically, you could actually do that with plasma. Your head would explode, but you could. Anyways, uh, in fairness, though, I guess he just, I guess that's part of the reasons why uh, Darth, uh, Darth Sidious uh, has Count Dooku have the Tusken Raiders to kidnap and murder his mom because he wanted him to go 
I mean, I guess that's the start of it right there. Killing a bunch of Tuscan children. He's already okay with killing children. And this time it's it's human children. It's like, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, go kill really the children in the Jedi Temple. It's, it's not like you haven't done this before. Is yeah, it, it's is not it really, the though, time. like, is there really any humans in this? Yeah. They're it's all considered. It's considered a human, though. Like, is there an Earth? Is there a planet called Huma? There's a there's difference. Be- there's a difference between human and Earthling. I didn't say there were Earthlings. Physiologically, well, physiologically, the humans in Star Wars are human. Yeah. Physiologically, the humans in Star Wars are human. Yeah, we are. We're not called humans not because of but... where we where we are born or where we live. That like is a, a yeah, scientific Earthens or something because that sounds yeah. awful. We're called humans because we are members of the Homo sapiens species. Homo sapiens. Exactly. So he murders a bunch of children. Order 66 happens. I love the scene. (laughs) I love uh, Order 66. Just a bunch of the clone troopers turning on all the Jedi. Uh, I want to see, like, the the, the plans to, like, okay, so so we're going to program the clone troopers with a bunch of orders okay when we command the order we they, they do the order okay so let's see 65 is um get get the uh, senator's daughter their own kill homes. kill everybody and I 60, think that was it. 66 is murder the crap out of the person that you are currently stalking well actually in the clone wars they explain how that all worked um of i know you haven't know. watched the clone wars have you ethan watched the clone wars Bits and pieces. So Everything's got to be explained I, I outside of the movies. Some of the more important episodes, but so in the in the Clone Wars, it is explained that the uh, that the clone troopers have a what's called an inhibitor chip inside their brains. That once the yeah, phrase "execute Order sixty six happens, it, it's like it switches their brain. So all the clone troopers were actually decent and good they well i guess that's subjective but they were loyal to the cause for the clone wars they were loyal to the jedi they were loyal as this army it was this chip that gets switched on and then essentially programs them to order follow follow order 66 um there's actually a few clones that actually take there's a few clones that actually take their chip out and stay on the side of the Jedi uh, because they are they, they figured out the plot. Uh, they also tell in the Clone Wars that one of the cl- clone uh, troopers' uh, chip malfunctions and causes fives. him to kill a Jedi. Yeah, fives. And then uh, they, yeah, they I- kind of hint at the fact and they stop it. But... Yeah, it's a chip that causes them. So they're yeah, actually they don't get to them in time to figure it out. So it's not like they were all undercover. They didn't know they were, you know, working for yeah Darth Sidious until the chip it, happens. It was like a um, a sleep like agent, a, but they're actually the dark as to their mission. Yeah, it's like it's like a uh, um uh. A computer virus, almost. It was. It. 
it programs you. It's like a computer program that programs their physiology or their thought process. Right. So and yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to imagine though. Um, at least in at least in new canon, how they would have been able to keep that hidden for so long. Because I don't know exactly how it was in the old canon, but I assume that what happened is they had to hear the order from a specific person. But they established in a comic book... Oh, where did it go? Oh. Oh, whatever. Anyways, they established in a comic book in the new canon that anybody could say, execute Order 66, and they would execute Order 66. Even a Jedi could say, execute Order 66, and they would execute Order 66. So it wasn't because specifically Palpatine, Palpatine's voice. Yeah, it could just be anybody. It, it was a new comic book. I think it was the new Darth Vader series that came out some years back uh, for the new Disney canon. But there was one part where there's some Inquisitors hunting down a Jedi that survived the Purge. And they have these troopers with them, which are actually clone troopers that are still in commission. They were all decommissioned pretty shortly after, but at the time being, there were quite a few that were still in commission. And the Jedi that they were hunting got cornered, and they they're like, yeah, those are clone troopers. And Inquisitors, after all, are former Jedi. So if I were to say something like, execute Order 66, and then all the clone troopers proceeded to super kill the Inquisitors. just They just shot them. Point blank. It, it wasn't somebody, it wasn't Palpatine that gave them the order. Correct. It wasn't somebody they were serving under. It wasn't even somebody who was in their chain of command. It, it was actually somebody they were trying to hunt down and kill that gave them the order to shoot their own superior officers and they listened to it. So right. in modern Disney canon, anybody could say it and they would have done it. And the odds that someone somewhere would have said, execute Order 66 throughout all four or five some years of the Clone Wars is pretty high. Really? I mean, do you think uh, Order 66 is a popular code name? <laughs> Imagine someone being married I don't know, to a but club. in a military setting, in a military setting where you've got some several million clones all around... Imagine someone marrying a clone. You no, know, statistically, then, chance well, goes up. Maybe, maybe, but then, you also also precedent for. Maybe, just, but you also got to realize that Chancellor. Palpatine what's our What's is, our order number, honey? Uh, our order <laughs> number is sixty. <laughs> like yeah, okay, well. so okay, but like imagine imagine something like that happens, and you and then the the um beginning credits for the Shining starts. Um, Must kill family. <laughs> this is like the only horror movie he's actually watched. So, <laughs> but uh, in so fairness, I've, I've watched basically no horror movies. But there's a few where I know where everything happens. And but in fairness, uh, Chancellor Palpatine is also the leader of this and might purposely try to avoid. It creating an Order 66 because he knows the, about the plot. But still. Uh, Order 66 happens. Yeah. A bunch and of Jedi so die. Yoda and Obi-Wan is able to uh, avoid the slaughter. <laughs> uh, 
Um, obviously, because we know they survive. Um, Yoda at the plot Kashyyyk. Armor. Plot armor. Uh, Yoda at Kashyyyk. Well, if you look at this... Well, if you look at this as the fact that this is a story that's already it's, been told, it's halfway. It's a prequel. It's halfway you, decent plot armor. It's at least halfway I mean, decent. Yeah, I, I don't look at this as as uh, plot armor as much as this is technically a flashback because we already got four, five, and six. So this already technically happened. So you can't kill them because you know in the future they're alive right. because we've already seen the stories yeah. with them. So that's like a little less than plot armor for me. Uh, shall we? Shall we move yeah. on to the? Um, I, I'm never going to gonna write a prequel. I don't think. Huh? Move on to the fights. Is what he's asking. Yes, the, the fight. No, I was. I was I don't asking. No, we don't quite have the synopsis I, done. Um. I guess not. I don't know. So, oh, I forgot completely. <laughs> no. No. Well, so anyways, so it's me, Anakin, the Jedi taking over. Yeah. Well, Yoda survives. I remember once I saw like a of that. Yoda yeah. the, uh, survives the Wookiee planet Kashyyyk, and Obi Wan survives on uh, whatever planet he's on with uh, uh, Pal. where Grievous is. Is that what it is? Coles. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's and, Utapau. It's a sinkhole world, is what it's called. Well, Anakin finds out that Anakin or nah, Anakin Obi Wan finds out that Anakin uh, killed all those children. Tells Padme, and they go find Anakin on Mustafar, which is where Palpatine sent him. And then we get the fight between. Anakin and Obi-Wan after Anakin chokes out his wife that he's been trying to save this entire freaking movie. Because he lets the dark side It's a cute scene. Cloud his mind. Oh yeah. Yeah, that part so at cute. least even understanding like basic psychology and why he'd want to do things, that part at least is still a little sketchy. It's like yeah, I Kitty, you want to save her, and you're angry at her, I get it, but you're going to resort to strangulation first and foremost. That's your, going to be your top priority reaction. I don't think so. And she married this guy. Yes, she There's going to be some alimony here. <laughs> right. <laughs> who's uh, paying the alimony? She's rich. Well, you can't collect uh, it if you're dead. Well, she, she doesn't survive, so... Right, right. Um, oh, crap, who did yeah, she write can't in her collect will? on that. She doesn't but, have time to write a will. She's giving. She gives birth and then dies. She has time to give up to give like two random names, right? <laughs> um, yeah, she's the only person in history that's like, it's like she died of a broken heart. <laughs> um, also partially was force choked. So there's also that. There's a little bit of force choking that probably holy crap that, that was part of it. That, and, okay, for, hold on, hold on. I'm yeah, so I'm so sorry. I remember scene, actually. Right, I remembered something. So for one thing, there's a lot of this movie that reminds me a lot of Dragon Ball Z. The first thing that you that was mentioned that reminds me of Dragon Ball Z, aside from like the fighting on a lava planet looks epic as frick, um, is another thing 
is that you said, like, who the heck dies of a broken heart? Guru. Guru from Dragon Ball Z literally died of a broken heart. He I was mean, old, and he... I guess, blood. fair enough. And then, um, and then, like, holy like, crap, it... <laughs> but yeah, the fight on the level plans always looks pretty cool. You can tell that from, like, Dragon Ball Z from this movie, stuff like that. Um, so... I just want to say that the no, I, fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan is freaking epic. Oh, yeah. I love this fight. It's over, Anakin. Oh, yeah. I have the high ground. For sure. It's probably one of the best fights in Dragon, or Dragon Ball Z. Damn it, you got, <laughs> you got Dragon Ball Z on my head. Uh, one I of guess. the best fights in Star Wars, I think. <laughs> this, I, I, I think this movie has some of the best lightsaber fights in all the movies. Because let's, like you said earlier, yeah, it's got the lightsaber qual- fights quality and most quantity. Yeah, yeah. Like the Last only one I can think that would be higher quality would be um, uh, the Qui Gon and Obi Wan versus Maul in Phantom Menace, but that is like that's like the only lightsaber fight in the movie, uh, except for like I- a short duel originally. I love and, and this one. You got well. lightsaber duels, beginning, middle, ends, yep. all over yeah. the place. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but last uh, time on Dragon Ball Z, I've got Ball a few Z. comments on. Yeah. I've got a few comments last, on. Last time the, on Dragon Ball Z, specifically the aftermath. <laughs> I killed uh, them, not just the men, but the women. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, just carry on. Anyway, I've got a few children. comments on specifically the aftermath of. This fight scene. Uh, first off, dying of a broken heart because uh, biology is generally what I do. I don't think there's any medical precedence whatsoever for somebody dying of a broken heart. Usually, if someone doesn't want to live anymore, they have to off themselves. Personally, right? Yeah, they don't just. They, it does just happen automatically. Maybe to do with, and with the power secondly, of her vagina. I yeah, Doctor Kravorkin wouldn't be needed straight if. Uh, from there was that many people that could die of a broken heart. And as for dying of a broken heart, it's like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with her, but she's dying. And then you get there and it's like, but how is she dying if there's nothing wrong with her? Yeah. I don't know. Something's gotta be killing you. Even if it's a, even if it's a broken heart, you're going to have symptoms and the symptoms are going to be what's killing you. And they're going to be seeing the symptoms, but it's no symptoms. You're just dying. It's George so, Lucas. And, it's all George, um, George Lucas. He's killing her. And the second thing, uh, from an artistic perspective, I really liked, at least in the version of the movie that I saw, I don't know if there's multiple versions where this is different, but in the version that I saw, what they did was they had Anakin, who of course is now a victim with like third, fourth degree burns all over his body, uh, just burn trauma all over. And he is getting transformed into Darth Vader. And you've got Padme who's giving birth. And they've got both these scenes. They're both people. They're like parallel to each other. Death, intercut yeah. with one another. Yeah, just even intercut. And I really liked the dichotomy they had going. They had this white, clean, sterile looking, like high tech looking medical bay where Padme was in. She's dying, but she's giving birth. And you got a lot of just, frankly, beautiful artistic symbolism there. And then it's all intercut with Anakin, who is, like, 
moaning, groaning. Honestly, medically speaking, he should be in an induced coma for s several months to a year, probably multiple years with those kind of injuries, uh, and in a lot more pain than he showed. But he's in this real dark, blacks, grays, metals, just even just a real greasy looking room. Like the whole room looks kind of greasy. There's and, no blood right, either. He's living, but it's not pretty, and there's no new life being created. And he's not being subjected to regenerative therapies, which would be ultimately better for him. He's just getting the whole cyborg treatment. Right. Um, and I really liked that. That was see, beautiful. I got that too. So here's the thing. The whole all, they, worth it. all they need to do to fix this is women die in childbirth. Well, not as much as, as they used to, but women die in childbirth. It's, it's a it thing happens. that does happen. So all yeah, they have to do is say like 1% of the time in modern day. All they needed to like do was be like the time in the modern day. Right. Well, all they need to do is yeah, be she like, actually well, does die in childbirth. Yeah. Or say, or say, well, Anna can cause too much damage with that little fourth stroke. He did uh, that with the trauma of childbirth was enough to kill her in childbirth. So why did they have to go with, Oh, she just died of a broken heart or she's perfectly fine. She's just dying. Because like, it's romantic. And it, is it though? Yeah, it's it very romantic. More, it would have made a lot more sense to, even from a just purely plot perspective, not medical anything perspective at all. It would have made a lot more sense too, because that was how he was saying she would die the entire movie. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, yeah she's going to die yeah. in childbirth, and then she's like, oh, I died after childbirth because it broke my heart. Heartbreaker. I think maybe the reason why they didn't go with that was because he was because he said he wanted to stop her from dying of childbirth, and this like brings the message that even if he could save her from that fate, it w it would have been pointless. Well, maybe. here's the know. thing: uh, he's trying to stop her that fate, and then he's the one that directly caused it, not oh, just yeah, from a broken heart, but because he choked a pregnant woman with the force. Murder, Anakin. <laughs> No, stop it. <laughs> yes, use 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 a use a bunch of force to choke pregnant women. Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. It makes a lot also, of sense. Also, the other thing totally we, see how that would not, lead to her surviving. Can we not like we should probably also not ignore the fact that like that um Yoda versus Palpatine. I don't know. I, I Oh yeah, I forgot completely forgot about that, but oh, yeah, Yoda versus Palpatine was also pretty cool. Yeah, step one, Yoda disre disrespects those guards by just knocking them unconscious. He just walks in the room, they say, Oh hey, that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. let me tell you again, uh as I said, I've played Star Wars games before where I've gone up against B twos and they are not easy to take down. Royal Guards are pretty well beasts. I've seen them tear through clone troopers like they're nothing. But right. when I put Royal Guards up against Yoda, they it is basically just like throwing leaves at them. It, they do absolutely nothing. So this is... <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when I saw that scene. I'm like, well, that, that, that reminds me of a painful memory I'd rather not li relive of my entire squad of Royal Guard just dying to well, Yoda. My first... My first thought about that scene was, 
why did they decide to have this epic fight in the Senate chambers? But it actually worked out and it was really cool in the Senate chambers because Palpatine just kept on using the Senate oh, like, yeah. things, or whatever you call those, pat- patio, <laughs> you know, Senate uh, seats uh, or whatever. oval circle things. Those Probably things. seats. Seats would be the best thing. Seats. I guess. Yes. Seats of power. They're the seats of power, literally and figuratively. Um, and I do love Yoda like catching one and then like turning it. <laughs> like it's like, well, we're gonna just throw it at you with a turn so it has more velocity or something. Uh, the one thing I don't like about uh, got to face in the right way. <laughs> right. The only thing the the other thing that I don't necessarily like about these scenes is you have Darth Vader becoming born, and then this is the most badass evil person in the galaxy and then he finds out what's what happened to Padme you killed her no <laughs> a fun meme don't get me wrong it's a fun meme no he did now granted he did he did choke choke the crap out of that FX medical droid in the back yeah yeah I mean like vials bursting everywhere well, here's another thing, and um, I I heard or read somewhere that um, the uh, Anakin as Darth Vader, Anakin has better Force abilities um, outside of the suit than he does inside the suit. The suit actually hinders. Oh him. yeah, totally. Does um, that excuse uh, though the um the mul- tragedy that is the fight for with that. him and? Does that really excuse the tragedy that is the fight between him and Obi-Wan in the fourth episode? No, uh, it doesn't. It's Especially like two, it's after like Rogue One men, became well, a thing. It's like two no. old men like, playing with their penises trying to battle each other out to the death. No, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's he, kind he, of the he, case. Isn't that basically what that scene was, though? That's basically <laughs> what that scene was, though. Oh, dang it. I mean, he's still strong. Now, there's he's multiple still reasons strong. for this. Just, um, yeah. yeah, Vader... Vader is amazingly strong, but if he had come out of Mustafar in one piece, he would have been league stronger because, first off, uh, midichlorians in the body, they, they are actually in the body. You lose a limb, you lose some of your force powers. That's just how it works. And second off, right. and uh, the <laughs> suit was not designed to be easy for Vader to fight in. In fact, it was designed the opposite. According to lore... Sidious had the suit designed so that Vader would basically be handicapped in any fight he ever had. Uh, in particular, he, he would be very vulnerable to force lightning. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. He didn't want uh, Vader to get more powerful than him. Because he knows how Sith Lords are, and they like to kill their masters. So that makes total can- canonical sense, actually. And even then, he was still probably more powerful because, I mean, considering the fact that he's handicapped, I mean, have you have you looked at the timing of his breaths? Normal people do not take that breaths. long to breathe. <laughs> yeah, his like, no, his breath. <laughs> like you know, you've got the so, so his good. breathing, the timing of his breathing. 
Normal people do not breathe like that. They do not take that long to breathe. So this guy is struggling to breathe even with respirator function constantly. He's just struggling to breathe. He's As a man, asthmatic. And on top of it all, bunch of robot, robot legs, robot parts. You probably can't see very well out of that thing or hear very well, I imagine. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. If you look when they're putting the mask on his face... Like you can tell that he's got like, um, he's got like a, a red vision type. Uh, yeah. yeah, now that you like mentioned it, he does thing. have some aspects so built I'm into. Guess, into I'm it. guessing he has some enhancements with that mask. Um, but as Aspects. as a man with a a man with a heart condition, I I I definitely sympathize with the having trouble breathing all the time. So I I oh, get yeah. all that. And. And even with all this, he's an absolute beast. Like, oh like, yeah, you see him in the movies. You have you have some appreciation, especially Rogue One. But you see him in anything outside the movies. Like there was one comic book where he just full on took on a rebel army. He just soloed that thing. Oh yeah, so just all of them. There was one time where he was actually missing several robotic parts, and he's just like, "Nah, I'm gonna rebuild some." I'm going to hold myself together with the force. I'm holding my legs together with the force while I'm walking and chasing a guy who's actually whole. Right. And there, there's one part, I think, in a comic where he actually contracted Tarkin, and this was like new canon comic. Um, he basically contracted Tarkin to find a bunch of the best people he could and hunt him down like an animal. And he super murdered the entire hunting team. Like they Not had people murdered. on there. They super even had murdered. some. Yeah, they had some people on there. Tarkin brought some natives that had super hearing, so they could hear his breathing. He shut off his breathing apparatus long enough to get close to them and hack them to pieces. This guy was holding his breath while hacking an entire hunting party to pieces. The only one that survived was Tarkin. And only just barely. Because hmm. he turned Vader into a lightning rod, but still. <laughs> Alright, well, I think uh, that's pretty much the entire movie, so uh, right. what oh, was yeah. your... One more, one more thing. Why send Luke to Tatooine? Like, you say, you say, like, we'll separate them, make it more difficult for Vader and Palpatine to get to them. And, and they're like, let's send Luke to Tatooine. That's their home. That's, um, that's, uh, Anakin's couple, homeland. Why not? Couple, couple reasons. One, I, I only have one answer for this. Just one. What is it? Just, just a quote. I don't like sand. It's coarse. It's rough. It gets oh my goodness! <laughs> he is. Yeah. Vader is not going back to Tatooine under any circumstances ever. Va just Vader isn't. hates. Vader what hates about... Tatooine. It's always the reminder of his mother's death. Um, what about Sidious? Sidious wouldn't and, care. And it doesn't help that you know Sidious doesn't leave his palace. Let's Sidious be honest here. He doesn't very... get out much. He's not very hands-on. <laughs> he does everything behind the scenes. To he does. I mean, even he in the original trilogy, he sends inquisitors. Okay, we'll just have to wait till even in the original trilogy. Uh, even in the original trilogy, he doesn't even show up 
until episode six. I don't even know if they mention him until episode six. He's just like, yeah, I'm the leader of the empire. I'm off somewhere. I don't remember. And I I, think, I don't I thought think he, he was ever five. Hmm. No, well, I don't think he appeared in five. I think he only appeared in six. I thought he could, shows up as a hologram in five. I think Darth Vader talks to him in a, that as could a hologram. Be right, but I, I still think that was. Yeah, I know what senior talking about. I think I. You could I just be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, so we'll, there's we'll two reasons. Like, like you said, just maybe a lunatic you're looking for. Turn out the light. Okay. Uh, Don't try to save me. <laughs> maybe wrong for all I know, but you may be right. Um, so, like he said, another segment to get to. Like he said, the sand. <laughs> All right, let's. He doesn't like sand. He doesn't like sand. He doesn't like tattooing because it reminds him of his mother. And the other big reason is because uh, technically Luke's family is. Remember, uh, Shmi, his mother, married someone on Tatooine so he has actual family, extended family at Tatooine so that's why he goes to Tatooine as well they send him with his family Luke not to mention it's in the middle of nowhere and it's in the middle of nowhere and outer rim planet so that's why they send him to Luke so what are your guys' favorite scenes Scene in this movie. Favorite scene, probably the the fight on Mustafa. Ethan, now, I, I I think it's pretty obvious what my favorite scene in here. I waxed pretty eloquently about it earlier. Um, the scene just after the fight on Mustafar, where you have the uh the white and black dichotomy. The coloration, oh. the dichotomy between the various medical scenes afterwards, just that. Yeah. I really liked that. That really stuck out. Gotcha. No! I think my favorite scene is the. Uh, my favorite scene is probably the Mustafar fight. I love that, that lightsaber duel. Oh, yeah. um, actually, my favorite scene is murdering a bunch of Jedi children. <laughs> Who's, who is it? Uh, it's right. everyone's. That's everybody's favorite. Um, in, all, in all honesty, though, if 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 that scene, if that scene that I indicated wasn't my favorite, uh, Order sixty six probably would have been because of the sheer amount of uh, emotion that Lucas managed to pack into there with the score, oh, yeah. the visuals, and a lo- lot of cool uh, scenes of just the all the heartstring tugging. Yeah. Um, murdered. What would you said favorite, what, not coolest? <laughs> right, fair enough. Uh, what would you? What rating would you give this movie? One through th- ten. I'd give it a nine. Nine. Yes. As far as what it sets out to become, it's pretty good at that. So, with that in mind, I'd give it say an eight. It would probably um, be like a six or a 
somewhere between a five and a seven overall. But as far as a space opera goes, it is a really good space opera. I personally, so you asked me earlier if I still felt like this held up when I uh, watched it again. And yes, I do feel like it held up. Uh, there is some questions I had, which I expressed during this podcast. But for the most part, I still really like this movie. It has a lot of good lightsaber duels. It doesn't. It isn't as bogged down by the whole love story that Episode Two was bogged down with. It still um, has I give. Yeah, it's there, but it it and drives the story. Yeah, and we as already, as far as cringy cringy romance goes, uh, Hayden Christensen absolutely nails the role of. Like awkward, angsty teenager. He just right. nails the role. It's them. awkward and cringe, but he nails the role. Every plus, single one of them. Plus by by ep- <laughs> Plus by episode three, we've already gotten to the point where we realize that Padme is just really into messed up people and terrible She's people. A so, we, a word we, for it. so we we were able to get past him. that. We're able to get past that. So I give this an 8.5. I think this is a really good movie. Uh, it the, There is some questionable things Again, about it. 8.5. Um, 8.5. Taking the, the middle ground, I see. I go with 8. He goes with a 9. 8.5. Middle, like, middle ground is 5 for us, apparently. Because... Because it, it doesn't really work, like, with the whole school system. Like, I, apparently, like, anything under well, he's, he's taken He's taken the middle ground between you and I. You too. Because um, you said I will, nine, I said eight, and he said 8.5. And I will definitely say that this one, I think, is the uh, uh, the best one out of the three we've watched. Yes. Um, definitely. Oh, I, without I a say, doubt. Like, I say, like, episode three, episode one, then episode two. And honestly, oh, for the longest time, I agree with that. I, I've considered this my favorite of the uh, all all six or nine episodes. This has been my favorite for the longest time. Um, I don't know if it will stay that when I rewatch all these. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite Star Wars movie because, if I remember right, I think I like Rogue One slightly better than this. Um, Rogue One was really, really good. To be fair, uh... oh yeah. With, with the Disney canon, I've got mixed feelings about it. There are some things I do like about the Disney canon. Their new, their trilogy, the sequel trilogy, is not what I like about it. It is, as far as I can say, 7 was a copycat, but it was all right. 8 was just what? 9 was super what? And this is so bad, I actually cannot stomach to watch this. Because I do a little bit of writing on my own. And with 8 and 9... I can tell they're bad movies because it sounds like something I would have written in eighth grade. Oh, jeez. But as far as everything everything else that Disney did, uh, their standalone films have performed reasonably well so far. Uh, there was Solo, which I, I'm like, it's, it's meh. It, I can reasonably enjoy this. I could sit through it again if I needed to. Uh, yeah, but well- Rogue One... Rogue One was stellar. Oh, yeah. And 
as far as Legends canon go, I cannot actually appreciate Legends canon as much as I could anymore, simply because it doesn't have Rogue One in it. Fair enough. Um, so next we have on the uh, agenda is what do you predict that the Rotten Tomato critics and audience score is? Okay. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one. Hmm. Uh, we have to come up with a solid number or is a range okay? Uh, a, a, a zero to one hundred. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess like, um, seventy for critics and like ninety five for ninety four for audience. Okay. I'm gonna write down my numbers since we have like three people this time. All right. So for critics, I would I say the critics would probably eviscerate this one. Pretty low. I'd say fifty percent max for the critics. Uh, for the audience, I'd say eighty percent at the least. Maybe even eighty-five percent at the least. So okay, I so think fifty and eighty. All right, hold up. I think I think the critics uh, give this an eighty percent. I think the audience uh, is going to be a little lower and go with sixty-two. All right. So what are these? What are the numbers? All right. So the critics have this at seventy-nine percent. Seventy-nine. So seventy-nine percent are for critics. Okay, so that's that's you. That's certified fresh, and uh, then for the audience score, sixty-six percent. Yep, you got both, Dad. You got both. Ouch! <laughs> you almost I got, got absolutely like wrecked point. in that one. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah. you're asking me. Like, I did not. I feel like a lot of critics are still your Star Wars fans, and this one really checks a lot of boxes for Star Wars. Yeah, I, I thought I thought I was going to get a bunch... Yeah, thought, it does. Yeah, the first episode still got, like, a bunch of nostalgia tarts, but still, like... I'm, I'm, I'm really glad people appreciated this movie for what it's worth, because it's worth a great deal amount. Fair enough. And yes, I do appreciate episode two a lot more than I used to, but I, I still... I still love that movie as well. All right, so at son, least G knows this was a decent battle scene. Yeah. So, uh, son, let's get, hear your cinemantra. Okay. Do you? So, firstly, do you have one? You go first. All right. I I take that as a no. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. I'll come up with something. So I always do. So before before I ask this, I'll have to say. Do either of you want to answer this first, or do you want what like? Do you want, Dad? Do you want to answer this question first, or do you, or Ethan? Do you want to answer this question first? Like, I don't know. Bicker I don't know what the question is. I honestly can't answer the. I, I can't give I, an answer to the question we'll until I know we'll what decide, the question is. We'll decide after you give the question. All right. All right. So, at any point, I between, probably let him answer first. 
at any point between episode one and episode three, I will give you, I'll give you each like a blaster that will never miss and will kill you, and a time machine that where you can travel anywhere between these three episodes, not anywhere like in between said episodes, but like you can either travel to a point in episode one, two, or three. You can use this blaster that will shoot an instant kill, and you can do anything to stop Padme and Anakin's relationship from happening. You can shoot one of them at any point in time. When would it be? Oh, and which one? And it's an uh, instant death as well. So I can shoot, shoot Padme or Anakin at any point in time? Between or is it just anyone? Either of these two between oh, so the shoot three anyone between yes. the three episodes. I feel like this is a uh, this is the classic. Uh, do you, can you kill Hitler as a baby conundrum? And I say you just kill him as a child. <laughs> you just when he's driving that uh, pod racing scene, you just shoot him on the pod race. Oh, what a tragedy! Padme's not inherently well, evil. She just... a... Well, technically neither is Anakin, if we think about it. He becomes evil, though. Now, now I think I'm just going to take the opposite approach, and he becomes evil as a result of events that happen. Now, if you pick the right point in time, you can change those events so they actually don't happen. And I think that's what I would do. Let's go even further back than the pod race. Let's go opening scene of number one. Well, slightly after the opening scene, but I digress. Uh, Padme, you know, going out, we're shooting droids, trying to escape from Naboo. Oh no, a stray shot has hit Padme and now she's dead. Oh jeez. The entire saga doesn't happen. Anakin doesn't grow up to be evil. Or at least he's not, you know, certified evil. You know, anymore, he's not going to grow up to be evil. He very well could I, still, but... I would like to disagree with this. I would like to disagree with this. I think that the way Anakin's personality is, he would cling on to someone else other than Padme if she was dead. I think to stop the events from happening, you have to kill Anakin. Maybe kill Shmi instead of Anakin. Like, kill the mother so he, she never has Anakin. Or kill the Mitochlorian, the father. Uh, that, that, that's that's even that's even more. Can we kill Hitler as a baby? That's can we kill Hitler's mother before he's born? <laughs> right, I thought his grandmother I'm, before his mother. Case, born. Like, <laughs> or you kill Qui Gon so he never finds it again. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. If you kill Padme, Qui Gon. And Obi-Wan would not have had cause to leave Naboo, really. Well, I or at disagree. Least not near as I, much cause. Because they still got that one guy. I disagree. But they because, don't have the queen anymore. Yeah, but if if the queen dies, doesn't another person just take her place? So we just have a different queen? Well, you can't. You can't exactly have a succession if the territory is occupied. Plus, like they there don't would know ordinarily she's a queen be another queen taking their place, but one. but there he is someone just... that they consider to be the queen. <laughs> he might have just fell in love with the decoy queen. 
because they don't even know she's the queen for most of the movie. I don't know. I think well, with his personality, queen, at least would be. know that she was the queen. I think with Anakin's uh, personality, I, you already he already has a lot of anger and fear in him because of his mother. Like that's not part of Padme. Uh, the problem is, is that he attached himself to Padme after you know um, once he becomes a Jedi because of how nice she is and everything. I truly believe that no matter what, Anakin's going to attach himself to someone else if Padme's not there. Somebody else would fill that void. So I, I disagree. I think killing Anakin is the only way to stop it. Well, I'm going so far as to say that if you or, killed Padme at the right time, Anakin wouldn't have even gone to the Jedi Temple. He would not have become a Jedi. They would have never have found him. Actually, I, even, I, on the planet. I actually even have a better, like, uh, better like thought process. Better, more. You change less one little evil. thing, and it can pretty dramatically alter things. Kill Palpatine, like that's the obvious thing. That's the kill Hitler before he's born. In yeah. this case, it's like you, basically actually kill Hitler. You kill Palpatine, and you and take away all the manipulations of what he's doing. Now, mind you, you have to know that he's the villain, but. Like a lot of Anakin's dark side is because he manipulates I mean, him to do it's it. It's us going through with an insta-kill blaster of a time machine. Where right. He's the villain. All right. So I, I have a cinemantra. Like, okay, hang on. I got to rate here, guys. So, are you <laughs> so Dad, you, are you sticking with your kill him on a pod, pod racing? Sure. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a six because there's so many things wrong with it because. Uh, Qui-Gon was kind of betting on that, so he loses a bunch of betting stuff because he just... Lo- also, he let a child die, so there's that too. I'll give you a Fair six. Enough. A child that is not evil, mind you, in any way, shape, or form. Kind of. And, um, and at least and with me, it's like, let's assassinate this political leader. Like it could She's also a child, happen. though. She's 14. She's still a child in this. Yes, the, but she's movie. not seven like Anakin is. <laughs> He was you nine. Kill, He's like seven. Kill a, yeah, kill a child before a bunch it's of more older child die like a few years later. All right, you, Ethan, you get like, you get eight points. Good job. You, you murder okay. political Yay. leaders. <laughs> okay. <Jeez>. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm yes, gonna go. Side gives me points. So my cinemantra is: if you were a Sith Lord. And you could take any uh, any fictional character in history to be your Sith apprentice. Who would you choose? Luigi. Luigi. Luigi, Luigi is your Sith apprentice. Yes, he has so much untapped. But that's not a character in history. You, no, no, I'm saying a fictional character. That's a fictional. Unless character. we're talking. I'm not talking character. about. I'm just like character from yeah, history. I, you know what? Fair uh, enough. Do you I want to go George Washington as my apprentice? If you want to go <laughs> historical, you can. But I, I just want to think about this, Luigi. You uh, betrayed me, Mario. <laughs> you turned the princess against me. You have done that to yourself. Oh my, oh my goodness! There's an actual like star star wars reference episode in the super mario brothers super super show that was may the pasta be with me <laughs> Jeez. oh i remember that one i remember that one. Oh my All gosh right. so I what's your you what's your time. answer for this ethan 
Oh, this is a tough one because I, I was initially confused at first. Uh, well, I was thinking that fictional characters, because that way you could you could pick someone with powers of some sort or something like that. I mean, you could go historical if you want, but I mean, if, I guess we'd have to assume that those people can get some kind of power or or midi chlorians or some. Sh- I mean, some- you've got you've got to. You've got to assume force powers with everyone else because Dark Side is specifically designed to augment force powers. But it's right. really a question of who would make the best apprentice and who would be the easiest apprentice to control. It's like best apprentice as in has the highest potential, and then this best apprentice as in the kind least likely to murder me in my sleep after I tell him everything that I know. <laughs> well, I think that's inevitable when you're a Sith Lord, but yeah. sure. It's kind of like having children as a spider. Or having a mate as a praying mantis? Maybe, yeah. That's mm, actually... That actually, you're going to get me started on something else here. You're going to get me started on something here. Now, oh, praying no. mantises and eating the male's head is a myth. Now, oh, granted, really? it does happen, but it's not common practice. In fact, it only occurs if the female is extremely, extremely stressed and angry at the time of the mating. Because otherwise, there would be no incentive for males to go mate at all because they know they would get their head chomped. Uh, that's fair. Now, the thing is, they thought this was the case because every observed instance of praying mantises mating was in captivity, and all the females were stressed out of their minds in captivity. So they just ate all the male heads. In the wild, it only happens about 5% of the time. That's interesting. I, I That's... I did not know that. Well, there, there's, your, know that there's your there's your random ago, actually. Insect, there's your random insect facts. Interesting. Right. All right. So, um, I guess we should give you the option. Did you have? Do you have a cinnamontra you'd like to give, or you don't? Have I'm still to. a bit. I don't quite understand how the concept works. So I think I'm going to have to pass on this. Essentially, we just come up with some kind of question that has to somewhat pertain to the movie we just watched. Basically, yeah. Also, like a what if question. Yeah, it's like a what would you do if. What what score do you give us, though, Dad? I don't think you give us a score for ours. Like my Luigi. I'm going to give you a nine because. I didn't even answer the question if we're being honest here. you, You didn't even pick Mario. You picked Luigi. I like that. Yeah, you haven't. Answered, have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose if I had to pick a fictional character to be an apprentice, and given both situations I've um, described as in someone who is powerful and someone who is unlikely to kill me as soon as I've got everything that I've told him everything, uh, I think I'm going to have to go with the classics here and pick Anakin Skywalker. Because okay. first off, anybody besides anyone in the Star Lord. Wars, and second no off, Star Wars characters, and second off, he is horrendously easy to manipulate. Yeah, I but don't anyways, think he would be my the number one choice question. because he's powerful and he's easy to manipulate. I understand the spirit of the question. You know, you have a lot of fiction. But you, know, you, know. you just mentioned that you write a lot of fiction, and I've read you know, a little bit of your fiction. I. I probably should read more of that eighth grader. Fiction. Most of it I've destroyed. I still have a. Copy you can't. Of I've destroyed it. 
Fair enough. All oh, right. no, you well, don't. I, guess, I destroyed I guess it all. I'll, Everything. I guess I'll give you that. I, I, I meant, I meant, I, I didn't mention it, but I meant for you to pick someone that's not in the Star Wars universe. The, the part, part of the fun of the question was for you to pick someone outside of Star Wars to choose. Um, but you just go I with guess, the but one I subverted that, expectations. Did I not? <laughs> only because I didn't give you the subverting right expectations. expectations. <laughs> well, that's my bet. That's on me. That's on me. All what right. Score? Well, what score do you give him? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's fine. Uh, you can give me a two. <laughs> I'll give him a five because he's not wrong. Sweet. That's but that's, that's not what I meant. Better he's, than he I, is really than I expected. Luigi just wins without doing Yeah, it's anything. just like... like you know... Alright. Well, I think that's all we have. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with Star Wars Episode 3? Um, the THX logo was freaky as heck. Oh, I didn't see a THX logo. I don't but, remember you know, that. I, 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 I watched it on Disney+. Plus. So did I. I, I, had to, I went to go watch it at 4.30 and... Because I do it on my dad's account, his Disney Plus account. And I get there and I get to the email. It's like, verification time. And I'm like, quick, dad, uh, did you get like a little verification code in an email? I kind of need that. I kind of right. need to watch this movie real quick. Okay. Yeah. That... It was that or go out and use the TV. Was well, there I mean, anything so else? Awkward. Well, oh, yeah. Um, the. I watched the Hocus Pocus two podcast video, um, but uh, but I noticed that like these um, these little uh, square, these rectangle things, kind of just show up in front of the logo screen. But if you like look, if you look at the thumbnail, I guess then you're gonna you're gonna see that our our logos are there. They, um, do, we both both Dad and I usually like. Um, share each other like some random thing of our logo. Like uh, episode two, I gave like a Dooku lightsaber, and this one I um, kind of had my Halloween logo, but like with this uh, hologram, holographic design to it, kind of. Um, I know you like have like this kind of, yeah, actually. Um, do you want to do, do I something have a logo? like that? I know you have a logo. Isn't it those like two swords things? Uh, not really anymore. I kind of, I, I, I kind of scrapped it recently. Uh, ironically, the thing I've been using as a, as a PFP and really just the theme I've been going for with everything, uh, is the symbol of the Galactic Empire from Star Wars. Oh. Because again, like I said, I've got this game that I play on the side with some friends. And I main the Empire. So yes, I have actually taken Imperial Guard and put them up against Yoda and seen them crumple like wet tissue paper, and it was disappointing. I've gone up against B2s, and they're irritating to deal with. But I main Empire, and I'm the only one out of the friend group who mains Empire. So it's kind of the theme I went for. Sounds like you'd make an interesting D&D player. But anyways, it... Um, I probably anyways, would. Like, the problem but anyways, is I don't have time or a dungeon master, really. I, I, I mean, I've even got a group, master. really. I, I've got a group of people 
who would totally love to play a D&D game, but none of us have time or a dungeon master. Hmm. What? what like, we had so... one person who was going to be a dungeon master, but then she moved to Europe and didn't have any time anymore. Uh, but anyways, though, um, you can send your logo to me, and then I'll send it to Dad, and we, he can, like, implement it on some sort of shiny throne as the special guest star, and it's like a toilet or something. All right. Well, if we have nothing else to say about this movie, why don't you plug your socials if you'd like? Yes, if you the, want to. Yes, this uh, was the third application. I don't in really our... have socials that I plug. All right. That's fine. Well, I, as far as far as um online online presence goes, I am a non-entity and I just like it that way. In fact, like enough. the name that I'm using right here, you're not going to find socials with that name. You just aren't. Everything in the Google account, I changed that. Well, you can find me on Dragon Blazer Productions on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You can also find me on Twitter at Dragon Blazer Pro. Son? Um, I am Cryo Keen Artist, and almost everywhere I go, I am on the, <laughs> on the TikTok. I am also on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the YouTubes. That's about it. This was the third application in our Star Wars movie. And next week, we will be watching our third and final um, application of our of our horror movie watch movies. Well, then, Halloween movies, technically. Halloween, we're yes, gonna Halloween be, movies. We're going to be watching Child's Play. Yeah. Yay. Uh, Get to watch Chucky. I was going to say uh, horror Holy movies. I'm, I'm guessing uh, Cats was the first or the second one in that. <laughs> no, it's, we actually watched it. <laughs> I have the... never seen a movie yeah. more, more frightening than Cats. Yeah, we, the first two was um, Hocus Pocus 1 and Hocus Pocus 2. But yes. Uh, watch our stuff, please. The, the viewer the... and you, Ethan. Yes. Both watch, watch more of our stuff or listen to it while you're taking a dump. That the best time. But, the best um, time. I can promise you, I will. I will listen to this podcast while on the toilet somehow, sometime. Yes, this Just is probably. That. Holy crap! I feel this so has proud. Gotta be the, like, this has got to be the longest podcast we've done, at least for at least for this specific one. You've yeah, we're on an hour and fifty-one minutes. Oh, yeah, it's been pretty oh, yeah. long. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, about that, because we got started right about nine. Eight. No, not nine. Holy crap, it's Eight. almost ten yeah. o'clock. Oh, yeah. It, it goes well with the movie, though. The, mo the movie's almost, long as heck. It's, it's almost on the Yeah, night. We, we almost... Eight o'clock. We almost managed to hit the movie's runtime. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, well, uh, thank you for joining us, Ethan. Uh, it was fun having you. Uh, you, you definitely... Uh, I'll be honest with you, when my son said he wanted to bring someone on here, I wasn't expecting them to have the wealth of knowledge that you apparently do have about Star Wars. <laughs> so I am actually I pleasantly am a surprised. I nerd in a bunch of things. So I was pleasantly surprised, and maybe sometime you can join us again. Uh, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Um, I, I think I would like that. One more, one more thing. One more thing. Um, I, I forgot about this, but apparently... I did actually mention that for Star Wars Episode Three, I would 
I would bring like one or two people in on this. The other person is Ethan's brother, who is my bestest friendest, and he also is well older. Well, yes, well younger than Ethan is also a few months older than me. So there's that too. Um, so yeah, Ethan is definitely older than me. That there's the um, that's the silver lining to this entire almost two hour podcast. That and. The reason why we didn't get Jared in on it is because, well, he's, um, he watched, he, he probably watched the first episode. He just. Right, well, yeah, yeah, he's watched the first episode, but apparently he hasn't watched the entirety of the second episode, and the, this episode, and both that and this episode would uh, easily take up, like, five hours of your life, so, which is, to five so very great hours. To. He so essentially, he just didn't want to. But, like, disclaimer, though. Yeah, it's basically, he, it's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna not. Yeah, disclaimer, though. I do eventually want to get Jared on one of these podcasts. Like, he, like, eventually, like, maybe in the December season when we, like, watch Thor or something. Like, maybe. I don't know. All yes. right. Well, uh, yeah, till keep, we. Keep an eye out for me. Uh, yeah, I'll get off on. Thanksgiving break. Um, I've got some big four or five weeks down in December, uh, early January. So I would be perfectly willing to join again then. All right. All right. All right. Well, till we uh, till next week. Alvita Zang. Uh, bye.